to try to start off with everyone's permission, so to speak, uh, with the request, anyone who feels comfortable, and uh, made some attempt in uh, trying to practice this uh, suggestion of having some self-awareness during the course of some spiritual activity, doing any mitzvah, davening, bracha, etc. If I, you'd like to share, you would be so kind to share briefly uh, what that was like, if uh, there was any interesting discovery or anything of that experience that was in any way noteworthy that you could share with us. Uh, right now, it's not too big a crowd, so there's enough time for everybody. No, no, no pressure intended. Everyone is, you know, uh, only encouraged and invited to uh, share with us. Of course. Um, First of all, can I, Rabbi, you hear me? Yes, I hear you. Give me, give me one second. I just have to close the door here. How are you? Okay, go right ahead. Rakasha. So just, 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 to, just to set the stage, we are trying to um, share our experiences uh, with the uh, practice of having just some basic self-awareness in the process of doing some mitzvah activity. Okay. Go ahead, Abshalom. You hear me or now? Yes, I hear okay. you. Okay, first of all, your marketing is amazing. Now, now it's a little fuzzy. Try no, your marketing for this program has been amazing. It's just like... <laughs> okay, I mean, you know... Uh, you hear me now? I, I'd like to hear more about that some other time. Go ahead. Let's try to stay on task here. <laughs> the topic, okay. No, basically, it's an amazing... Oh, you're you're breaking up. Eyes. We're, not, we're, not, we're not hearing you. Back. The idea of extending, I'm trying to kind of tap. I can't hear me. You hear me? You hear me now? Well, let, let's try again. Let's try again. Okay, I don't want to wake up my kids here. So, I guess when it comes to like davening, learning, again, you, you hear me? Nope, not working. Sorry. You got to get to a different location Hello? and uh, call back. Yeah, I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> okay. What can we say? Three strikes, you're out. Well, someone else start, and then I'll, I'll try you to can, get that location. You can, you can send me a text. Yeah. Okay. Anybody? Anybody else uh, want to share something of their experience? No pressure, only all good encouragement. Okay, do you hear me now? May I, is this now good? So far? Okay, so okay, let me jump into it. No, basically what I feel is that there's a certain level, I mean, when it comes to davening or learning, there's a certain pressure that happens at certain times. Again, not all or nothing certain times. You know, over, you know, especially in light of the many classes we had in the past, in terms of our relationship with Hashem, I'm sure there's certain elements of fear. I'm doing it out of, like Rabbi said many times, it's a chiv, it's a certain, 
And I assume, again, probably more subconscious than conscious, it creates a pressure. So when you step out, I find myself stepping out again, and that and that pressure is people. We don't like pressure, and uh, especially according to many, you know, famous ideas. Dr. Sarno speaks about the pressure is very creates anger. There's the emotion of anger. It's very upsetting, and again, you don't necessarily feel that consciously. So I think, especially when it comes to Avodas Hashem, if there's that pressure, when you step out of of that of yourself and watching, somehow when you tap into like like you said last week, you use the word that like you're the observer. There is an element of feeling of, I don't feel that pressure. It's like more like I'm seeing something that's just really good. You know, it's really, it's like, wow. So I don't know if that plays a role in it, but I definitely found myself at certain times and, you know, I don't know, over the year, you know, the years, maybe when I would, so to speak, sort of look from the outside, I've heard this concept before. It definitely, it doesn't I, I like alleviate a certain amount of pressure. Does that make sense to you? Like, is that, I, I'm, yes. I'm, very, very, I'm just curious why, why that's true. Very much, like, yes. That's a, that's a very good question of why. Um, I, I, I would like to share, as long as you're touching on this, that I had exactly that experience in a certain sense, Kumat um, exact, of um, one day this week um, trying to learn a piece in an Avni Nazar. You know, Avni Nazar sometimes is not so easy. And there was one part that was uh, going on, uh, you know, it wasn't so clear and I'm starting to like get frustrated, like down on myself. And then I thought to myself, well, I'm just here in the Mason Medrash and I'm making my best effort to try to figure out Shad here and that's all I could do. And all of a sudden, it's like things sort of like, you know, relaxed and I was able to actually figure out what he's saying. <laughs> it was much better. So I think... Um, my, my guess is that uh, we're looking at ourselves sort of, you know, from the outside, then we're able to be more objective. It's like, we're not so caught up in, I have to do it. Am I succeeding? Am I doing good enough? Like, we, we, we could look at what's really going on. The, the real truth is, there is a very good, sincere effort being made. And we could sort of be aware of that through this, um, perspective of sort of looking from the outside, you know, because like sort of like we're not we're, we're not caught up with what I'm trying to do to succeed when I'm just observing myself trying to do it. You know that that observer in that in that role, so to speak, is not the one who's trying to be successful. Does that make sense? When I'm watching myself, I'm not trying to accomplish anything. So I'm not under pressure. There's no pressure to observe myself. <laughs> That's a perfectly voluntary thing to do. I'm just watching how I'm trying to do this. So that, that view is a very relaxed kind of view. And that's able to see the whole situation in a more realistic way that's not sort of you know wound up with the, the need for success, the striving for success, Success, the pressure maybe not succeeding or not having succeeded in the past. It's just here's a yid, it's coming to do something good. It's a wonderful, beautiful thing. And uh, who is that? Oh, that's me. And then it could be much more pleasant. <coughs> mm -hmm. That's my guess at it. Any, any other suggestions are welcome. <coughs> okay. 
Okay, if anybody has anything else um, to share. I was... Please, go ahead. Um, I, I think I've... I think I might have experienced it a little differently, but something in that realm, I, I thought of it more as like, when I did it, I felt like I had more like respect for myself. Like I wasn't just a person like um, that was just doing something, I was, I, I, I'm not exactly sure, but I, it, it felt like a very, like, I, f I felt like much, much more hush of when I, I, I wasn't just like, it, it, it was like, well, like, I'm, I'm doing something here. It, it didn't just feel like I was, I just like, had to get this done. I don't know. It's it's no, it sounds very good. What you say makes a lot of sense. In other words, when I'm when I'm busy getting it done, I cannot so so easily be aware of that I'm really involved in something very chosher, and I'm sincerely involved in it for for a good part of it at least. So I'm not aware of myself in the fact that I am involved with a very good chosher thing. I'm just trying to accomplish it. So I'm sort of preoccupied with that. So I don't have the means of, of sort of taking notes. That's here. I'm, uh, I'm trying to do this good thing and I am involved with it and I, and I do care about it. Well, okay. Like I literally, like, I, I, I realized that like a lot of times if, if I would if I would like hear someone like downing like slowly and it sounds like he's like trying to pay attention to what he's saying. Like that, that I would say like wow that like that, that seems nice. Yeah. Excellent. And like when I when I when I viewed that when I when I did this trick, I like I was thinking that about myself. Right. Exactly. I I, I may said the same thing last week. That just like when we see another person doing something good, where it's not, you know, causing us somehow to feel threatened by it, you know, that, that element is, is, is absent. So I'll look at it very positively. Look, wonderful. Here's a, here's a wonderful guy and he's doing a good thing. So we can sort of take that view towards ourselves as well. Then um, it could be much more, you know, uplifted, very uplifting. And really it's valid. Anybody else? Um, I have to ask Dove to remind me, <laughs> if you'd like, the rest of the name. That's you know, you're 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 welcome to be more anonymous. Okay. Oh, um, uh, Dove Levy. Hello, Levy. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> Sorry, hello. Uh, fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. You definitely have to share with me that you're here. Okay. Oh, okay. So, um, okay. <laughs> uh, so here's the question, Boy Sai. Can, can, can you imagine, um, as part of this process, 
sort of asking myself when I'm aware of what I'm doing, I'm coming to do this this task, this mitzvah bracha davening to experience the question, what is it that I'm really doing? We know what we have to sort of get done, but could it possibly help us to sort of experience the question, what is it that I'm really doing here? If I see myself coming to do this, this good spiritual action, is it conceivable that I will, at least at some point, start to ask myself the question, what am I actually doing? Will the answer be, if I'm watching myself, will the answer be, well, what I'm doing is I'm trying to be Yotze something. I'm trying to be Yotze, I'm trying to get this task done. I'm trying to fulfill some obligation of mine. I, I wonder about that. I could see very possibly, <laughs> very hopefully, that when I'm involved in doing it, then I'm focused on my need to accomplish that task, to fulfill my obligation of doing this mitzvah, of getting it done properly. And I mean to you know disregard the the respect that that does also deserves. But when I'm involved in doing it, I'm busy with you know, making sure that I succeed in accomplishing what I'm obligated to accomplish. But if I look at it from the outside, I think there's a good opportunity that I can have the question sincerely, what is it that, I'm, that is really being done here? What is this really all about? And, and hopefully that could be a means of sort of at least remembering or searching and finding the answer to that. That is to understand what the real definition of the mitzvah is, what it really is all about. The purpose of the mitzvah is not that I should have something to, to uh, accomplish. The purpose of the mitzvah in its true nature is not that I should fulfill an obligation. It's not just that I should be busy with an obligation. The mitzvah has an innate purpose. It has an innate meaning. It has an innate value. It has an innate power. It has an innate nature. They're all ingredients that are designed very precisely, very perfectly to accomplish their goal, which is to bring us close to Hashem, to forge a real connection with Hashem. So if I am aware that I am doing something, I can stop to think, okay, what is it that I'm really doing? Oh, I'm doing that which really needs to be done to accomplish the purpose of what it's given for. These are the ingredients. These are the means for that goal to be accomplished. This is what connects me to Hashem. Some things I understand more, some things I understand less. Maybe I'll want to understand. If I am engaged in something that is indispensable, that cannot be left out, so to speak. There's a system that's been designed. 
that mitzvahs that are from the Torah, from the Chachamim, that we're also empowered, that we're given that responsibility to design everything that we need. That's where brachos and tefillahs all come from. These are all indispensable. These are all critical. So they all have a place. They all have a contribution. How are they contributing? How are they making that, that happen? At least I'll be aware. This is what they really are. I'm not just like doing something that I need to do for the, for the, for the, for the end goal of having been, been sort of fulfilling my obligation, not being held lacking for not doing it. No, I'm, there's something here that I'm really doing. Oh, what's it all about? What does it mean? How is it happening? Maybe I'll, maybe I'll, maybe I'll be curious to try to find out a bit more, but at least I'll be aware of it or, I think there's good hope that I could become aware of it, of what its real true nature is. I'm aware of myself engaging in those actions, those activities, those words, those thoughts, those rememberings that a person needs to create the connection with Hashem that will enable him to receive all the good that Hashem wants him to receive. So I have, I have a, I hope it's a valid hope that this could happen, that that question could arise in our minds. What is it that I'm really doing? How does that sound? Does anybody um, think this makes sense? It's quite possible that a person will see himself and see nothing more than rote behavior, see nothing more than trying to fulfill a task. But the hope is that he will not be satisfied with that. Saying, no, there's got to be a reason why we are doing this. There has to be a shot in it. Oh, let's go look at the Maramakomas. Okay, the Derek Hashem explains that everything that we're doing are innately the means of forging connection to Hashem. All aspects of Shlemus are closest to Hashem. Hashem's presence, loving presence is there. Ha'aras Panavis Barach. All the aspects of life that the Torah directs us to avoid, those are the aspects where Hashem's presence is hidden that cause us to be more distant from Hashem. Okay, and of course, what is the end result of that closeness to Hashem? The greatest pleasure, the greatest benefit for eternity. Are you saying you can't get, you can't get there to this high level or this, forget high level, or this basic level of Vodas Hashem without this exercise, this psychological oh. exercise? Like, oh, very good. Only, no, no. Like 30 years ago. Right, no, I don't mean that. Um, at 100%, I think it would be possible to gain this awareness from very good learning. But I think that this, this ingredient could also help for it. It's almost like, I don't know if it has to come, but it could possibly come sort of like from both sides together. I have a certain knowledge. I've heard, I've learned. I know that the mitzvahs are for the sake of Shem's kindness being accomplished. And there's a very complex system and they're all contributing in their own unique way. But it sort of gets forgotten. I get very busy. I don't learn enough about it for it to really be on my mind. 
I don't focus on it enough, even while it's happening. And I get very busy with just doing what I need to do to accomplish the task of being Yotzei the Mitzvah. And that sort of takes over. Besides the fact that I may have been on autopilot altogether, but even if I get out of autopilot, so, but I'll still be preoccupied in many cases, in my case, with um, just being Yotzei. So here's perhaps a way of like, sort of seeing it differently. I mean, Beyonce, what am I, what am I doing to Beyonce? What is, being, what is it given for? What is it all about? What, what is really happening? What is transpiring here? Rebbe, how is this different than Mitzvah Shichas Kavana? Um, it, it would be very worthwhile for me to be aware of myself having the Kavana and then ask myself the question, what is the goal of the Kavana? <laughs> what is being accomplished with doing the mitzvah with all of its kavana. I should do the mitzvah for the sake of... Can you of give an example? Can you give an example? Adraba, Adraba. Without this, you can't even perhaps have the kavana in its true form. We're doing the mitzvah for the sake of the mitzvah. Without any Rebbe, awareness of what, the, what is the sake of the mitzvah. Rebbe, can you give the an example? The sake is to bring me can close you... to Hashem. The sake of the mitzvah is to... Which which it has a innate nature to do. It has a real, it has a, there's a certain amount that we don't understand, but there can be a lot that we do understand. Yes, a Jew needs to say twice a day, I accept upon myself that Hashem is the one and only king of the universe. He needs to remember twice a day, Hashem took us out of Israel. He needs to come three times a day, stand before Hashem and end say the, the praise that we're allowed to say, ask of, of his needs, give thanks to all the kindness that he receives. He needs to be expressing his, his recognition of Hashem, creating for him whatever he's about to eat every time he eats something, thanking Hashem afterwards. Even the most minimal amount that we understand, we, we don't actually experience. Rabbi, can you give an example of a person doing a mitzvah with mitzvah tichas kavana as it's found in the Shulchan Aruch, and a person doing a mitzvah with you, mindfulness. I'm telling my own, my own. I'm telling you my own experience. My own experience. I was in the middle of davening shmonesri one night, trying to make sure to be say no to say the words to say <laughs> based on kavana. I try try to try to you know. Make sure I stay awake. Try to make sure to be out the mitzvah. And I thought to myself, what would it be if I did it out of a recognition that this is what needs to be done to accomplish Hashem's purpose of bringing us close to Him? What if I realized that these words need to be said? The, the bracha of Baruch Aleinu, I think I, that's what I was up to is critical to be said in order to forge a connection with Hashem. How, how, would it be, how would it be then? It wouldn't just be, I have to do this to get it done. It would be free-flowing. It would be coming from myself. It would be, this is what needs to be said. Let me say it. <laughs> this is what a Jew needs to do. Let me do it. <laughs> This is how we connect with Hashem. This is Hashem's fantastic plan of making a connection with Him. Let me do that. Of course I want to do that. To be able to do that. But 
it will be a whole different kind of mindset. Now, now of course, the mere most minimal awareness that I am doing something is, is, is not going to contain this innately, but at least it's almost like a, like a stopping point. Like, okay, I am coming to Davin. What is Davening? What is it all about? What is it for? What is, what, what is its true nature? What, what, what is its substance? What is it that I am doing? So if I'm only trying to uh, unleash a task, fulfill a task, fulfill an obligation, then all I'm focused on is, am I successfully fulfilling my obligation? I'm, I'm not experiencing, I'm just doing. But this is, this is hopefully able to help me to stop to say, I am coming before Hashem to say the words that a Jew needs to say to, to forge a connection that will be of everlasting nature. I'm allowed to do this. Hashem allows me and empowers me to say his name, to create connection with him. And that is about to take place. A historic event, an earth-shattering event. But then that has nothing to do. That has nothing to do with mindfulness. That's why can't you just say that speech five minutes before every daven? Come five minutes early and just say what you just said without looking from the outside and the, your observer, your the of course, audience. Of course, hundred percent you could. But in a, but in a sense, you will be if you if you are doing that, you will perforce be being aware of the fact that you are now coming to do this. It will not just be like an abstract. Oh, the mitzvahs are for this a glorious purpose. That's a wonderful thing. No, and I am doing it. There's a piece from Sim Chaziso about about Zechir Hashtiyas Mitzrayim. My where he talks about how there's a need for a person to see himself in the situation, to envision myself going out of Mitzrayim, to see myself in that in that role, in that experience. So I think that if I would have that awareness, that by definition is including this, just that it's hard to get started. So the, like the starting point, like the wake up point, I'm suggesting could be, okay, I'm aware I'm coming to Davin. What, then hopefully the question will arise. Now it's already been suggested, so I don't know if we could ever see if it could have arisen naturally. <laughs> but um, the suggestion is that this can help me to start to think what am I doing? What is it all about? What am I, what, am, am I just supposed to be doing something or am I supposed to be experiencing something? That doesn't have to mean, you know, lofty feelings, but a conscious awareness. I am saying, I am declaring to myself, you Hashem are Machayim Mason. You Hashem are the one who is Roy Israel. You are the one who is Shemei Atfila. You are the one who is creating everything, every moment. I need to be saying this, and I am saying it. That's one, one step. All right, could, could, could there, um, the concept uh, that, there, uh, that there's an opinion, I think that it says that it's easier to recognize someone else's Salmalokim than it is to recognize yours. Could this could this be along those same lines? Like, could this be perhaps what Chazal were very suggesting? Much. I think it fits in with that very much. Yes, yes. We're 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 generally 
very not aware of our fullness of ourself, but only of our obligations, our activities, our, our, our actions, what we need to be doing, but we're not aware of ourselves. The, the, the Arsafa writes that the belovedness that every Jew has in the eyes of Hashem, has to be emblazoned upon the heart of a Jew, like, like a seal that's signed in our heart, not to ever lose awareness of it. To be carrying with us the awareness of my belovedness in Hashem's eyes. Now, of course, if it's powerfully ingrained, then it will always be there with us. We won't have to try to focus on it. But um, at the very outset, we might need to try to consciously focus on it. So here's an opportunity. I'm given the mitzvah. gave us the mitzvahs. Because he was Bechir Ba'amba Yisrael, Ba'am. Okay. One more thought. Along similar lines, I think there's another very critical ingredient that's uh, at play over here. Maybe the most fundamental of all. I think there's a hope that if we are aware of ourselves in doing the mitzvah, that we can become aware that we ourselves are the true focus of the mitzvah. We ourselves are the true focal point of the mitzvah. And when we're involved in accomplishing the task, our focus is on the task itself, and getting the job done. That's our obligation. We have to get the job done. So our focus is on the job, to get it done. But is, in the true sense, in the ultimate sense, is that the focus of the mitzvah? Is that the true essence of the mitzvah, that it should be done? Or is the true focus of the mitzvah Actually, of course, the person. Or to put it a different way, what is Hashem's focus? What is the purpose of the mitzvah and all the mitzvahs? For whom are they given? For whom are they designed? For whom are they intended? For what purpose are they are they designed and designed and given and commanded? And given as a mission. For, for whom are they given? They're given for the, for the other. They're given for me. <laughs> it's for me that these mitzvahs were given. Hashem wants me to receive all the time that he wants to give. That is Hashem's purpose in my creation and in the mitzvahs being given to me. So when I get involved in doing them, of course we lose focus on, on that fundamental principle that ultimately they're intended for my being the recipient of Hashem's kindness, 
So at the very least, if I'm aware myself doing the mitzvah, there's the possibility of, oh, I'm observing myself. I'm doing the mitzvah, meaning the mitzvah is for me. Of course, I have to do it. It doesn't come to me by itself. But the real focus of the mitzvah is the is the person who is doing the mitzvah. It's not that it needs to be done for some for some unknown reason. It needs to be done for the person to derive the fullness of the benefit that can come from that doing and from that involvement and from that experience and from that understanding. So for me to be aware of myself as the ultimate focus of the mitzvah, as the ultimate focus of Hashem's chesed, which is all the mitzvahs are, is the expression of Hashem's chesed. The way that it's accomplished is through me doing them, of course, through me choosing them and working at them and struggling with them and hopefully to some degree accomplishing them. That's how it's accomplished. But ultimately, the, the, the goal of it all, the focus of it all, is the person, is myself. So hopefully this could be a helpful method to sort of gain that awareness, regain that awareness. That's, the mitzvahs are all intended for my benefit, for Hashem to give to me the maximum benefits, goodness, pleasure, that comes from connection to Him, that comes through all the mitzvahs, all their numerous aspects each one playing its own unique role, the positive and also the, the mitzvahs of refraining from the negative, avoiding the negative, that's removed the, the negative and accomplishing their own rights, the equal and opposite positive midah. So this is all very icker. And hopefully this can help a little bit for that. That I'm focusing on myself and seeing myself and realizing, oh, I am the one that it's given for. I have to give to myself all that time. I'm the shliach of Hashem to give it to myself. But it has to come through this process. But then I'll be able to be experiencing it of its own true nature. I am the one who has the capacity to connect to Hashem, and this is a how. And of course, that is only proper, that it should be done. It's compelling yashras. It's compelling goodness. There's the chesed of Hashem that's being brought about, that is taking place, that is happening right now in real time. I'm seeing it playing out. I'm seeing it being created by me as Hashem wants, for my benefits. Kibi l'shma. <laughs> it will not make it shalom l'shma. It will be, wow. Hashem wants to give me so much good. Only I can bring it about. Okay, that's another thought. I hope that makes sense. Does this make sense to anybody?
Okay, can I ask you a question what you were saying? Yes. I, I feel like you're saying that you, 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 you seem to be emphasizing an idea that that, could, that you're that a person just wants that it's like it's it's free flowing. A person just wants to do the the task at hand, not because it needs to get done, because it just makes sense to be done. I, I, I assume that means that with his brain that it, 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 it follows like it, it's 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 feeding his brain wants. Like, and if we had the fullness, that, that, that would be possible if we had the fullness of the recognition of its, of its compelling innate goodness. So I don't know if we're on the level that's going to be free-flowing, but hopefully we could understand that that is the true nature of the mitzvah. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so, so why do you... I feel like it would be free-flowing without the thought that necessarily that the what they're supposed to ultimately accomplish is for Hashem's tov to be brought into the world. I don't exactly fully know what you said, but something like that. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. What, are the what are the mitzvahs? What are they? What no, are I'm saying, they? But even, even, even without that thought, a, okay. a, a person who's, who's a, a, a very humane, moral person, would he would want to to thank someone for some for something he gave him, he would he would want to say a bracha, to appreciate the good that was given to him, and and that could be very free flowing. I feel like with without the thought that the reason why I'm like I, I don't. Well, that that I'm, that cannot apply by Hashem. Why not? But because a human being, human being who has human feelings. So we could, we could sense that I have something to give to him that he can appreciate that he is entitled to receive, so to speak. But here it's completely for ourselves. Shem, is, of course, as we know well, is not in any way in any need of our thanks. He needs no thanks from us. But he has designed for us a system that is for our benefit to be able to thank. So we have to we have to see it in context of Hashem's desire for our maximum good. It's almost like that we should be allowed to thank Hashem. It's itself a kindness in its own right. We should be allowed to use Hashem's name to experience that gratitude, that thankfulness to Hashem. But he couldn't say like, I don't know if he could say we would know on our own to do this. Say, but but let's say mitzvahs that are ben adam then. To a certain degree, in the Hanami, of course, there's a there's an innate power of humanism in a person. There's a, is an innate understanding of Yashras to a certain degree, but the fullness of it to know the fullness of its purpose, the fullness of its meaning, fullness of its beauty, <laughs> the, the, even the fullness of its true potential nature. I don't know if a human being, you know, can understand with his own seichel. The concept of Achdus of Klal I don't know if he can understand of his own nature that the connection, the Israel of the rice of Kutchabrihu Khadhu, of the powerful connection. What would come what can come from that? 
So there's a certain realm we can understand with Seichel, which is 100% proper, and that should function on its own, but then the Torah uplifts it to higher, higher levels. But I'm talking here just about, and within that, there, there could be the sense of, uh, I'm trying to help the other person. And there is a natural feeling of that, or basically to be a good person for myself as well, my own self-respect. But the, the fullness of the mission that I've been given, what Hashem wants to be achieved, that we should be going bedracha, understanding his drachim, understanding his chesed, understanding his love, understanding his closeness to Kal Yisrael, and thereby receiving the chesed that he wants to give, and being involved in that, that's of a whole different nature. That's only possible when we realize that Hashem wants to bestow infinite kindness to me. I am the one who wants to be the recipient of it. That is what my mitzvahs are designed to accomplish. That Hashem's chesed should be brought out to me. Rebbe, can I ask you a, a very practical question? Yes, please. Okay, no, I think it makes a lot of sense, everything you're saying. Obviously, a lot of benefits that come from such a strategy, this idea of like stepping out, mindfulness. Is this something that you would suggest to do like often or once a day? Is this something which eventually, like, you know, with certain things you become, like you were going to meet up and you become accustomed to it, it becomes like part of you. It's part of, is this something that you feel that doing this will able to, to, to reach all these benefits that you're saying will come from it? Or, or is it like, no, in other words, it's not, it doesn't just, you know, if you don't constantly work on it, then it won't, you know, in order to get there, you have to constantly really work on it. Or like, you know, even until you're 89 years old, like, I guess what I'm saying is even like great rabbis, are they work using such a mahalach to get to, to accomplish all these things right. today? Right. Or, or is it like, is it like, it sounds like you're working on it. Like, and you're, you're pretty well, holy I, person. I, I'm just, I'm just starting to, you know, to, to to, to see a little bit about it. Um, th there's, th there's two aspects. There's two aspects. There's one aspect, um, you know, what, what sort of was presented here essentially was just a basic awareness of myself in the context of doing mitzvahs, that they should not be totally an autopilot without any real conscious awareness of what's being done at all. On the, on the lowest level, or they should not be just for the sake of fulfilling an obligatory task to fulfill an obligation. They should be starting to be experienced within the context of their true nature, of their true definition, as much as that can be understood and, 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 and realized and focused upon and experienced and who knows, you know, with the awareness of their true goal, their true focus. That's all that was essentially intended. But, but in terms of the, the question of, is it worthwhile to use it um, generally in life? Are there um, good benefits that can come from trying to be aware in a broader sense of my thoughts, of my feelings? 
of what is at play within me. Um, so a little bit that I've heard and read and even experienced myself, I think there is opportunity for a lot of benefits. Now I can't. No, I, I don't I'll, know enough. I don't know enough to to, to 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 advise about whether you should right. do meditation or not do meditation. No, let me, training yourself. That may depend on the individual how much he needs to develop the capacity to be aware of himself. Some no, people it's no. very difficult. No, I'm saying, you know, even when it comes to mitzvahs, forget other things, anxieties, and okay. like, I'm sure there is toil, like Dr. Zimmer spoke about, looking out, I get that. But I'm saying, right. even when it comes to mitzvahs, is that, would you say, like, I mean, every time you do a mitzvah, every time you daven, should you always look at yourself as, like, as an observer? Like, would you say, every time you daven now, are you trying to tap into that, like, for, like you know, next, you know, tomorrow, you know, daven, shachas, and kamar, do you, do you, because it takes a, it's a conscious, effort to, to, to think it and then you, are you constantly doing it or it's like, and, and if the answer is yes do you feel it's going to be like the rest of your life like this or eventually once you get healthy so to speak in terms of your abodes Hashem you're like you know your action then you don't need to do it anymore I'm talking about mitzvot right so I, I believe and play very simply when it comes to mitzvot that um, a primary aspect of the mitzvah which is the simcha in doing the mitzvah, which is very, very um, desired and important and necessary in the true avaris Hashem that uh, we are directed towards by the Torah and by the Rishonim. Beni B'chai says very clearly, it's an obligation. Nam also stresses very much, he calls it avayda g'dayla, that is that relates very much to that awareness and that very deep gratitude of having this opportunity to be able to come before Hashem and say this tefillah. And and essentially, when it comes to davening, there is a um, component of Sil Sharm talks about to be aware. He's I'm aware. Chaim says the critical. Kavanah of tefillah is an awareness that I'm standing before Hashem in tefillah. Now, you know, an overall sense, it may not be as sort of integral, but certainly at, a, at an early stage, yeah, we'll be kedai to try to remember as much as we could. But can we perhaps reach a point where we will? naturally want to thank Hashem before taking a bite of food. <laughs> I hope so. That would be amazing. What Yitzhi is describing, that it should become my nature to want to express the bracha. Then it will become like, not, of course, it shouldn't be an autopilot to do it. It should be my, my true feeling to want to do this. It's like, you know, um, when, 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 when your wife makes a delicious meal, you really want to thank her. <laughs> it's a natural thing. Of course, there's the component that, you know, you want her to experience that appreciation. She's entitled to that for her good effort. But in terms of our relationship with Hashem, that we should want to be expressing our thanks. You know, <laughs> Alavire comes to that. Until that point, we might need to get some help of like, Okay, what am, before I try to say that bracha, what am I about to do? 
I'm about to thank Hashem. I'm about to use Hashem's name to thank him for putting the apple here right now. That's, you know, that's a very, very, um, you know, high-end goal, <laughs> even at an initial stage. So, but, but halavai, halavai. I'm trying to do it a little bit. But in terms of life in general, um, I just wanted to finish the thought that there are a lot of life situations where it could be quite helpful. If I want to understand what's at play within me, what is bothering me in this situation, what is pulling at me in this situation, why am, why am I drawn to this, this aspect of the Eight Sahara? What is it really all about? There is a place for trying to get in touch with what I'm feeling at that time. What does it mean to me? What does it represent? What is, what's really going on? Let me ask you, let's say, let's say, how would would you apply to, yeah, I'm curious your thoughts. You know, let's say you do things, you know, because you, uh, for other people, like you're, 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 you know, you're motivated by what other people say about you, think about you. How would this play into that? Or would it, because that's a very, I guess, a prevalent anxiety. Yeah. Right. hundred percent. So, um, in a certain sense, the hope is that, that just being aware of it hopefully can lessen its control over me. In other words, there are thoughts that are coming to me to be concerned about somebody's going to think, somebody's going to say, etc. And they sort of like, you know, get blended into my activity. But when I'm aware of them, so then I could notice them as just, okay, they're just thoughts. This thought is coming to me. It's just a thought. It doesn't necessarily prove that that is what I'm really all about. It's a thought that's natural for a person to come to him. But I can sort of be aware of that. And I can ask myself, is that really why I want to do the mitzvah? If that wouldn't be there, would I not do it? Would I want to do it even if it wasn't there? Yes, definitely. <laughs> like when they asked Hashiva, um, should we have in mind we're eating the Shabbos meal, the covered Shabbos Kaddish? After all, you know, it doesn't seem like we're on that madrega. But uh, that means that we have no shaykhs. I mean, how are we supposed to deal with this? So the Shiva said, you should have in mind, I want it to be Lekovit Shabbos. <laughs> so it means that I do have a sincere desire for that. I have an appreciation for it. It could be like the more that I'm trying to focus on the Lishma element, the real, the real nature of the mitzvah, it could start to be stronger than the more natural but more mundane considerations like of course i may be gaining people's respect by doing this mitzvah but is that all i'm gaining what else am i gaining oh i'm gaining something much greater much more powerful a little lofty a little you know abstract (laughs) not so tangible but i know that i believe that so it could have a place it's worth it's worth experimenting. The acre is to be aware that thoughts that are coming to me are just thoughts that are coming to me. They are they are not a, they are not a um, proof of my true essence. They are just things that naturally come to my mind. I can let them go by. Right. Okay.
Okay. Um, is there any, any other uh, thoughts on this topic? And then I'll share one more thing. All right, from, from, from what I'm understanding, this, this, is, this is not just like, um, uh, like a psychological um, exercise that is like a tachbula to help something. I, I, I would have thought that this is like, th- th- this is a, a real way to, to, to get in touch with the person's tzamalokim and, and to realize that they're, they're much more than just their, their, their physical self that just wants another result. Which, which you, I thought you were saying is, is bit, seems to be based in Chazal. Would, would, would that be an appropriate attitude to what you're saying? Yeah, I'm just thinking, you know, <laughs> the, 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 there's a common problem that um, very often when you learn about something, it's inspiring, it's beautiful. But we don't have a place how to anchor it. We don't have a place where we can, you know, naturally, so to speak, or more easily keep in touch with it. So the concept of Tzalm Elokim, the concept of Hashem's love for Klausrael, we, 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 we learn it, we believe it, we're inspired by it, we love it, but then we forget it. So there is a reasonable possibility that's in the situation where I'm coming to be involved in a mitzvah that Hashem is giving me out of his love for cholesterol. To whom? To the Adam, who is B'Tzal Melakim, and able to be Davik Bashem. That could be a place where it could become anchored. And we do a lot of mitzvahs during the course of the day. A lot of brachos, a lot of davening a good number of mitzvahs. So uh, we have opportunities of where we could attach this consciousness in our daily and our daily function with the help of, like you're saying, when I'm looking at myself like an outsider, like, oh, look, such an amazing Bria of Hashem <laughs> that's coming to do his mitzvah. That's me. Yeah, that could, uh, I think that could help a lot. And I had the thought also that uh, this could even spill over into um, other aspects of life where we're doing something that is not innately of a mitzvah definition, but um, everything that we do, if it's for a proper purpose, is also in the mitzvah category. So, you know, I can be driving to work. Okay, what is this for? I'm coming to be Isaac in the proper shtadlis, or parnasa. This is what Hashem wants me to be doing. I can also become infused with a, uh, a very good L'Shem Shemayim uh, quality, uh, along with the awareness that is Hashem was going to be helping me. So I'm turning to Hashem to help me, to be successful, to, uh, to drive there safely, to do whatever I need to do successfully, whatever it is that I'm trying to accomplish. So once I'm aware that I am doing something 
I could also be aware, oh, it's Hashem helping me to do it. So in a general sense, my awareness of myself helps me to remember Hashem's Hashgacha. Just as I'm aware of myself, Hashem is aware of me. Hashem is paying attention to my mitzvah. It's chashiv in his eyes. It's worthy of his attention. I'm worthy of his attention. He's always watching over me. So uh, I think there could be a lot of good things that come. Would be it would be quite a good accomplishment to become aware of Hashem's closeness that He is involved with us. He's giving us His mitzvahs out of love, His closeness to Klal Yisrael, to every member. He's helping us to do whatever, giving us the capacity to do what we're trying to do, helping us to matzliach. It would be very good. All the mitzvahs are bringing us close to him. So Hashem should help us to be uh, to that with his help. Okay, I think we can pause here. If there's any uh, final question, it's welcome, but uh, I think we could officially come to a pause. Thank you very much. And uh, looking forward to more good getting together. Okay. All right, sure, can I ask you a question that's like a little bit not on the topic, but a little bit on the topic? Uh, yes, you, you you most certainly may. Um, I I found a a, a drisha in the beginning of Choshen Mishpat that seems to explain why the world was created. And he he um, he gives two reasons. The second one sounds very much like what you often quote from Darach Hashem. But his first one does not sound like that at all. I can't fully claim that hey, I understand so what I he's could, saying. I could try to take a look. Um, so I don't think I could say too much about it until I look at it, but you can go ahead anyway. Go ahead and take a look at it. Yeah, no, I was going to try to ask you to explain it. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, I'm sorry that I'm not familiar with it. But but um, it's Kedai to keep in mind that, you know, Halacha Maisa, we pass on night in Amchal. How do you know? Because the Bzindal said to be strong, Mesul Sasharim will be your guide. And the Gros said, the Gros said he would walk from, from Vilna to Italy to learn by the Ramchal. Uh, okay, it's not bad. <laughs> and in Hilchas Deis, in Hilchas Deis, this is, this is our Paisik Achrei. Okay. That sounds yeah. reasonable. <laughs> yes, but, uh, but later I'll try to take a look at the Drisha. Okay, fine. Thank okay. you. Okay. Okay, everybody say a very good night. It's always a pleasure. Yes, okay.